This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the fourth Sunday of the year, the 29th of January. An old wag once summed up Catholicism that he was taught at school with this phrase, In the beginning was the word, and the word was known. Nowadays we tend to have a very negative approach to anything that tells us not to do something. That's why the Ten Commandments have had such a bad press and why they've been honoured more in the breach than in the keeping of them. I expect if you were to take a, a straw poll of the, the man in the street and ask what their notion of a Catholic is, you'd probably get all kinds of images, prejudices and caricatures, much of which is based on uninformed stuff that they've read, films and TV programmes they've seen, and perhaps even as a result of some weak Catholics who have given a jaundiced view of our holy faith. After all, we are a strange people who go to church every Sunday, where we see a dead man displayed naked and nailed to a cross. We go into our pews making obeisance to a strange metal box under a veil which contains nothing but what looks like a small piece of unleavened bread. The subject of supernatural things figures large in Catholic beliefs, or at least concern with the dead and the afterlife. Catholics are taught to do the opposite of what others do, like practising self-denial, doing penance for the good of our souls, and so on. The misconceptions could go on and on. At times we might even feel at a loss to give a complete and intelligent response to the objections people raise against what we believe, and we may remain silent when our beliefs are questioned or even mocked. It isn't always easy to explain to unbelieving sceptical minds why we give more importance to the spirit than the flesh, why the soul is more important than the body, why it is that we are countercultural. Well, the Beatitudes give us both the answer and the map of how to become perfect, and at the same time, live happy, blessed lives on earth. Just as God gave Moses the law on Mount Sinai, Jesus, the new lawgiver or the new Moses, goes up the mountain and teaches his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount. The first word that comes from his mouth is blessed, which we like to render as simply happy. The Ten Commandments, together with the Beatitudes, provide us with the blueprint for life on earth and for happiness hereafter. They tell us how to become holy, how to reach perfection, not by telling us negatives, but by telling us how to live in the right way, in God's way. They tell us that in the midst of suffering, poverty, pain, rejection, isolation and suffering, the followers of Jesus Christ will still be able to say, how blessed am I? Now, this is not the wisdom of the world, where we know our culture urges us to do the opposite of the commandments and the Beatitudes, to take control, to rival others, to pay back with insults and degrade those who are less fortunate. The wisdom of the world says, don't keep up with the Joneses, drag them down to your level. Don't forgive, just get even. No wonder the wisdom of God gives such a strange appearance and is alien 
so far from what the world believes and does. St Thomas Aquinas, arguably the greatest intellect in the history of the church, and whose feast was celebrated last Saturday, says that the real sign of living the life of the Spirit is living the Beatitudes. He goes on further to say that if you want to see the perfect exemplification of the Beatitudes, you should look at Christ crucified. St Thomas specifies, if you want Beatitude, happiness, despise what Jesus despised on the cross and love what he loved on the cross. What did he despise on the cross but the four classical addictions which St Thomas says are wealth, honour, power and pleasure. The crucified Jesus was utterly detached from wealth and worldly goods. He was stripped naked and his hands fixed to the wood of the cross. He couldn't grasp at anything. Moreover, he was detached from pleasure. On the cross, Jesus underwent the most agonising kind of physical torment, a pain that was literally excruciating, which comes from the Latin excruce, from the cross. But he also experienced the extreme of psychological and even spiritual suffering. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he was bereft of power, even to the point of being unable to move or defend himself in any way. Finally, on that terrible cross, he was completely detached from the esteem of others. In a public place outside the gates of Jerusalem, he was exposed to the mockery of the crowd, displayed as a common criminal. In this, he endured the ultimate dishonour. In all of it, the crucified Jesus demonstrates, in the most dramatic and amazing way possible, a liberation from the four principal temptations that lead us away from God, wealth, honour, power and pleasure. That's what Jesus hated on the cross. And what did he love on the cross? He loved the will of his Father, even though his Father had sent him into the very depths of God-forsakenness. And it was precisely his detachment from the four great temptations that, that allowed him to walk that walk. What he loved and what he hated were in strange balance on that cross. Poor in spirit, meek, mourning and persecuted. He was able to be pure of heart, to seek righteousness utterly, to become the ultimate peacemaker and to be the perfect channel of divine mercy for the world. Though it is supremely paradoxical to say it, the crucified Jesus is the man of beatitude, a truly happy man. When we are unhappy because we've chosen those things that Christ hated on the cross, if we gaze up at him again, we will see what makes for true happiness. And Mary is the very personification of the Beatitudes in the way she lived, in the way she reacted to God and to her fellow man. If we remain in the school of Mary, she will teach us to live in the way of the commandments, the way of the Beatitudes, and so give us the happiness of life on earth and the life to come. Let us pray. Grant us Lord our God, that we may honour you with all our mind, 
and love everyone in truth of heart. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen.